Hey there. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to come back to you one more time. Listen, it's been a moment since we have gone live officially for Coaching Cocktails and Conversation with a live guest right here with you today. And I'm so excited to bring to you someone who I met through a working environment. And we were at a training. I'm like, huh, her story piqued my interest. Welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations with Lolita E. Walker, the podcast that coaches you up while meeting you exactly where you are. Grab your water, tea, or something stronger and allow this podcast to help you feel the power in your cause. Come on in and join the conversation. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. And so guess who I am bringing into the room? Hey, Madeline, how are you? Hi, Lolita. How are you? I am doing so amazing. You know, I was just telling everybody, which you could hear um, sitting in the what I like to call the green room already. You were sitting there and I was just talking to people about how we met. And we met on the Board of Education, but we went to a training and we were doing this exercise that was so amazing, getting to know kind of the inner us and, and what we bring to the table. And I heard your story. And the first thing I thought about was this is an unwavering woman who stands on her beliefs. And I just was so enthralled that I said, you have got to come to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. So please introduce yourself to the audience and then we'll just get right into it. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. You know, when I first met you, all I could think about was what amount of energy comes exudes <laughs> from this person. And I wanted to get to know you as well. And so for me, it's, it's about those connections and the stories are the conduit to getting to know somebody. They're so powerful. They're tools. I am a, like you said, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I've been uh, a social worker for the past 25 years. I'm also an educational specialist and I work, I have many hats. I work in Arlington County public schools as a coordinator for a, a program that specifically works with students that are considered at risk, which I think is a misnomer. They're students that learn differently. Uh -huh. And I also have an opportunity to work with young Latinas in an organization that I've been privileged to work with for 20 years. I'm the founder of Latinas Living Tomorrow, which is my baby. And I love with all my heart. And it's a product out of the necessity that I felt as a young woman, not having role models available to me. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the opportunity. I would love to share more with you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. So right here, we want to say hey to Dr. Jeannie. Hi, Dr. Jeannie, who is looking at us on YouTube. And I wanted to let everybody know that the reason that I asked you to come on was not only because I wanted to penetrate your story a little bit more, but on Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, we recognize that it's really all about the conversations and about celebrating our wins. And some of what you had talked about reminded me of being this unwavering woman. So today's topic and today's session is really all about how women warriors can be unwavering in navigating life. So that's what we're going to talk about. We walk this thing called life every single day. And now the stuff we talk about here is all about work, life, or home. It's applicable because there's this thing called life and how you can be unwavering in that. So tell me, when you think of the word unwavering, what do you think about? Commitment. I, I think about being true to yourself, no matter what, no matter what others think of you and your story, being transparent and sharing it and, and being authentic with yourself. 
That's mm-hmm. what I think about when I think of, of being a warrior. In Spanish, we call it guerreras. Yes, yes. You know, being, I love that you said commitment, because sometimes this word of being unwavering sometimes gets this negative connotation that you're not ready to receive information. And especially with the folks listening in, I love to work with power women. And some of the things that my clients always talk about is people really get on edge when I want to stand my ground on something. And standing my ground doesn't mean I'm not going to move. It just means I want a little bit more information so that I can make a solid decision. So can you, you know, have you ever felt a negative connotation when you have this belief to be unwavering and this committed you. How, tell us about a time when that happened. Oh, all the time. I just had a conversation this morning with a fellow educator. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when they think of women that are convicted in, in their stories and in their life, they think of us as passionate and they kind of make it a misnomer, right? Something like, oh, she's too passionate. She mm-hmm. She's too full of emotions. Um, I like to turn that around and say, yes, I am passionate because I believe in my story. I believe in the power of sharing with others the benefit of change and the benefit of being someone that not in spite of, but because of who I am and the stories that I have lived, I am where I am today and I can share with others. Oh, so good. You know, one of the things that you were talking about when I when I met you and we were talking about this uh this unwavering woman when I saw it, when I when I heard your story was that you are the first uh generation to tell us about your first generation. I don't want to give it all away, but then you had a story about your mom and how she pushed you. And I'm wondering one to share the story, but then what parts of your upbringing really has you rooted inside of this unwavering woman that you are? So I grew up um, partially, I was born in New York City, but I, I grew up in Puerto Rico. And um, we have a lot of um, beautiful stories and culture attached to um, being in uh, a Puerto Rican. Um, my mom is a very strong woman and um, a very humble person. And I, I like to share with students and with people that I meet that uh, my mom unfortunately was not given the privilege of going to school. She came from a home where her father, um, she had 23 brothers and sisters. So she was kept home to help with the children. Um, And in Puerto Rico, um, at that time when she was growing up in the 1940s, um, she was not able to go to the school, which was pretty far away. So my mother though, despite that, um, would read stories to me. Um, and she would take me to um, bookstores and to churches where they had used books and buy me books. And I remember back in the day having encyclopedias and she would sit with me and look at them. But one day I must have been maybe seven or eight. I can't really remember the age, but I remember her reading to me and I saw that she had the book upside down. And I asked my mom, uh, mommy, why is the book upside down? And very matter of fact, my mother put the book down and she said, you know, I can't read and write, but that's not going to stop you from being a professional, una profesional. And I didn't know how to, what she meant, right? I was like, what is it, profesional? She says, you're not going to be limited. And education is going to free you to be whoever you want to be. And and she was right. I, I didn't know how to get there, but I knew that I wanted to please my mother in the worst way. And I wanted to be a professional, but I didn't have anybody helping me because my family, none of them had gone to college. Um, None of them had 
really graduated from high school. So I was the first to graduate from high school. I was the first to go to Hunter College in the city of New York and had to figure out myself which courses to take. Um, and when I remember that when I did get my, uh, my four-year degree from Hunter College, um, the day that I went and picked up my cap and gown, I gave it to my mother. And I, she was the first one to wear it. And I took a picture of her because I wanted her to know that my education was hers. And that was the beginning of this life of social justice and really focusing on on the power of education. Yeah, you know, I love that you said that because there's so much that you said inside of there. One is when somebody in your life pushes you, it makes a world of a difference. When someone in your life reminds you that education is freeing, right? Education is power. Information is power. The more you know, the more you grow, all of the things. And I'm wondering, you know, as you think back to those moments when your mom was quote unquote reading to you, but really telling you what the, what the picture said, what is something that you are pulling from that that you could share with our audience? Because there's somebody that's watching or listening to the replay today that's saying, oh my gosh, I'm in the same situation. That relationship, the most powerful part of being there with my mom was not so much what she was sharing with me or looking at the, the stories or looking at the pictures. It was the fact that she sat with me. She would look at the pictures and then tell me a story. And then I felt such a connection with her. Mm-hmm. And I felt that she was really reading to me. So it's not so much what you share with your, your child or with that significant person in your life. It's the fact that you are actually spending the time to create that bond and guiding them towards the, what you think is the best for them. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Listen, today is about how women warriors can be unwavering in navigating life. When we first started, you had about five hats that I've already started off and said, wow, look at what this powerful woman is doing. There's somebody watching today that's saying, listen, I know that I am wavering. I know that sometimes it feels like there's chaos that's going around in a circle in a circle wherever I am. There's all of these things that are coming to me. And I'm wondering if you were to leave our audience with maybe strategies on how they can be still in their moments, what would you say? I think it's important to surround yourself with other uh, like-minded women and men, but mostly women that are powerful, that have that desire and that can support you and can you can share your why. Why is it that you want to do these things? And then prioritize and take care of yourself as well because at times it could be very tiring, it could be exhausting, but you have to kind of have that op- opportunity to share with others. Why is it that I'm doing these things? Why does it matter? And, and having that exchange, like we're having right now, this is powerful to me, enjoying the fact that we have that common sense of why education matters in our communities. I always leave folks around the kitchen table. That's what I love to call this space because it really is some juicy conversations that we have, but I love to leave folks with an acronym in order to power their day. The reason is because sometimes we need something to hold on to, some tangible strategies that we can take away. And as I think about how women warriors, right, we consider ourselves warriors, uh, walking into this life every single day can be unwavering in navigating this thing called life. I think about the acronym STILL. Right. And I love that your what you talked about was support, which leads me into the S that I wanted to talk about. So let's dig into that. You know, if if S 
stood for support. How can women warriors be unwavering in navigating life support? Who are your support systems? Who do you have around you who is doing better than you are in some facet of your life so that you can continue to grow? When you think about support and you think about navigating life, how important is that in your estimation? Oh, it's so important. And being vulnerable, right? Allowing yourself to share with others, you know, I need help. I'm not feeling great today. Or Sometimes, you know what, I really want to learn more about this and you seem to have a handle on it. Can you share with me? And, and being, um, allowing yourself to, to ask. Sometimes we are so proud because we, don't, we want to project this image of having it all under control that, um, that we missed out on opportunities from other women and other people around us. And you can learn from anybody. It could be somebody younger than you. It could be somebody that mm-hmm. is doing totally something different that you perhaps couldn't even imagine yourself having doing it a year or two ago. Like I never in my wildest dream would I have thought of being part of the Prince George's County school board. I mean, but it was an opportunity to share with others and to learn and to advocate. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to do it. And that Um, is very important. Yes, yes, yes. When we think about our stillness, when we think about women warriors, when we think about un- unwavering and uh, standing in our paws and the support, totally agree with you. So the notion for everybody listening in and everybody watching is ask yourself, who are my support systems? Who are my support systems? When I look at my work, when I look at life, when I look at my home, who am I leaning on for support? And I love what Madeline just said. You literally just said there's power in your ask. You've got to ask and make yourself vulnerable. So that's really around this whole notion of support. So good. The I, the T I was talking about because we're talking about stillness. So that T is, you know, how can we be unwavering is I think to time block. How many times do we have to make time because there is no time? And I'm not saying I'm the best at it by any stretch of the imagination, but talk to me about how do you make time when there is no time? So I've learned the hard way that you have (laughs) to schedule yourself. And um, one thing that I've done now that I'm wearing three hats um, is um, really using my agenda and blocking out some self-care and family time. Sundays. I don't do anything that is not related to family or spirituality and self-care. That's my day for that. And a lot of asks come, you know, do you want to do this? Um, You want to speak here? Do you want to come to this training? And I will always say no. And no is an answer. Um, We don't have to justify it. We don't have to say why I'm not doing it. I'm like, Sunday is my time. And unfortunately, I cannot do it on a Sunday. So that's a very big thing that I've learned through because I used to just do everything that everybody asked me. And then I was exhausted. Um, So making time, different periods of um, um, within the week for different things. So I know that Thursdays is my Prince George's school board day. Mondays, I'm going to focus on Latinas Lean tomorrow. On Tuesdays, I'm going to do my home, my visits to the school. So I have a, a system and it's important to find one that works for you. Yes, yes. Sonia said, uh, yes, no is definitely an answer. And sometimes it's so difficult for us to do. You know, I, a, a lot of times I'll talk about owning your yes and respecting your no. So much so that I have a whole t-shirt <laughs> that is not related to that. Yes, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Own your yes and respect your no. And respecting your no is really, in essence, saying yes to you. 
And it's pointing that finger back at you because oftentimes we put ourselves last. And I'm talking to every woman listening in. I'm specifically talking to, yes, men, we appreciate you. We love you. It's Women's History Month. We want to make sure that we lean all the way in with our power women who are watching and listening to us today is in essence, it's all about how do you become this unwavering statue for you? And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how do you become that warrior that you need in your life? Any strategies that we're leaving for you today, the support that we started with, the time blocking, which is essential, scheduling you in is essential. And then I'm going to go to the I, because I'd love to have your perspective on this as well, is investing in you. Be unwavering in your own investment in you. So Madeline, what do you think about when you hear someone say invest in you? Well, for me is I am always taking the opportunity to learn. So whenever there's a chance either to read something new, because I love to read, I have a passion for reading, or if I have an opportunity to go to a seminar, I, I take it. Um, and I'm not apologetic about it. I am investing the time because I know that then I'm better for others. So realizing that time that I take to make myself better is going to then help others. Um, there is a, a beautiful service that I heard last Sunday that blessings come not only because you take them upon yourself, but because you share them back out. So if you actually spend the time learning and getting to be the best person you can be, then you can be the best person for others. Oh. So good. We are having so many amazing conversations here today. And see, it's all about leaving tangible tips for that people can um, take away. Sometimes, you know, oftentimes I tell people this, listen, don't take the things that are going to weigh on your shoulders. If what we're saying today, everything is not applicable to you, that's okay. Don't take it with you. But because somebody else is going to pick up a breadcrumb from one of these things that we talk about today. Hopefully it's you. If not, make sure you forward it out. You know, some of the things that I talk about is investing in you. Exactly what you were saying. Making time for you and being unwavering in that. And knowing that it's absolutely okay. You know, I, I don't think I had an opportunity to tell you this. Is that... I have a women's weekend renewal retreat every September, third week in September. And it's grown from three days to four days. And it's nice, it's slow, it's intimate, but it's powerful. And inside of those three days, it's truly an investment in you. It is four days where you have a chef that's there the entire time, only 17 women. It's amazing, 19,000 square feet. But the key in doing that is this gives you an opportunity for all of the reasons you just said to literally sit and be still. Now, this little bit right here is for all of our women listeners and for all of the men who are ready to send their special women in their lives on an all-inclusive four-day Women's Weekend Renewal Retreat. Imagine yourself in a space free of distractions and ready to get poured into. Imagine an intentionally intimate space of power women leaning on you to shift from where you are today to where you absolutely want and need to be. Imagine me as a certified life leadership and executive coach grabbing you exactly where you are, pulling the greatness out of you and replaying that such that you increase your confidence, your clarity and your commitment. Imagine a new group of women who are just like you and ready to push you beyond your next level. Yes, it is your time. 
So go ahead and head over to lolitawalker.com slash retreats. Learn a little bit more and register for this upcoming Women's Weekend Renewal Retreat. What an amazing gift that this is to you, from you. You deserve it. I'm going. (laughs) I would love to have, you know, the thing is that we rarely talk about the things that we do, but why not? It just, right? Why not? So go ahead. What do you think about when you, when you close your eyes and you think about the stillness and making time for you? Oh, so good to me. I, um, I've learned to love myself enough to spend time alone with myself. And, and, and that, um, that didn't come easy. Um, There is such a magical moment of just sitting still and being one with you and getting to hear what your body and your mind is telling you and asking you to do for yourself. And it's just a gift to yourself. Uh, I encourage anyone that just take 10, 15 minutes and just be still by yourself and just spend time just listening to what your body is saying. You're going to learn so much from yourself. And and when did you start doing that for yourself? Let's talk about real stuff for the people. <laughs> Let's get real. I didn't start doing that like until maybe five years ago. So it was just a recently um, because I was very hard on myself. I kept on, yeah. if I didn't do, I felt like I was not enough. I had to mm-hmm. continue to do and do for others. And all those expectations that they have for us as women, right? You never are supposed to ask for anything. You're never supposed to take time for yourself. So I felt guilty when I would do that. Um, so it wasn't until recently um, that I was able to say, you know what? It's important for me to take care of myself so I can take care of others. Because I also take care of my mom who's in her 80s. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk, that shift in dynamics when you become the caretaker of someone that's older. Isn't that something? Let's stick right here for a minute because there's people that's watching that's saying, oh my gosh, you all are talking right to me. And so investing in you and shifting that guilt, moving the guilt to the side because you owe you enough to take care of you. And here's the thing. If you don't take care of you, you're not going to be able to be there for your 80-year-old grandma, um, mom. That's right. Caregiving, so amazingly uh, powerful, yet sometimes draining, yet rewarding. It's this thing, and we're in the sandwich generation, right? Mm -hmm. Where we have children and we have aging parents, aging grandparents, and then we are here to be able to take care of both. But when we talk about, I mean, I'm now thinking unwavering, guilt, saying yes to you, all of the things we're telling everybody, support system, but it's leaning back on that support system we're talking about. It's time blocking, like we just talked about. It's choosing to invest in you, right? And be unwavering in that. How do we do it? And I want to go to the L and get your thoughts on this right here. We talked about being unwavering. And when I think about being unwavering, I think about a tree. I'm very visual. So I think about a tree with all of these roots that's going into the ground. And there's a shift that happens because we have to flow with all of the leaves and everything on it, but it's grounded and it's strengthened in something. And what if part of our strategies is looking for opportunities that will strengthen you? So you talk to us, Madeline, about your mom and how now you're first generation. So you're here, you have all this pressure, but some of it is self-inflicted. Talk to me about how you have looked for opportunities to strengthen who it is you are. I get a lot of satisfaction, ironically, in the work that I do. 
um, working with other younger women um, and helping them figure out, um, hopefully at a, at a time when, it, when they're younger and they're able to do things for themselves at an earlier stage, it's very satisfying to me. So it's that energy that we give back and forth. So I do, as a licensed clinical social worker, I also do some coaching um, when I have time and um, working with these young women that are either about to finish college or in their early stages of professional life, um, it sort of validates um, my own my own existence. So in a, in a weird way, doing what I do also helps me to become stronger, not only as a professional, but as a woman. Yes. And I, I think when you talked about only about five years ago, did you really start to invest in you? Madeline, when I turned 40, I'm 45. When I turned 40, it was my year of exploration. Something happens at 40. And I think for me, it was just this discovery mode. There was so much change that was happening in my life. And I tell everybody that it was at 40. Literally, I started the podcast. It was at 40 that I wrote my first book. It was at 40 that I decided to journal. It was at 40 that I really discovered sat in moments was unwavering and chose me. And it was, uh, and I want to ask you this, what, cause I know what triggered me, but what was it? Do you remember that triggered you to say now is the time for me? I know exactly what triggered me. You said 40, five years ago, I turned 50. So <laughs> it was that shift. And I was like, wow, you know, I am in a moment in my life where I am 50 years old. And it felt like almost like it was a new stage and it felt like you mentioned liberating. And I made a lot of decisions at that point that really focused on what makes Maddie happy. What makes me tick? What are some of the things that I want to invest on? And what are some things that are no longer of value to me and I have to let go? And it was that self-exploration and evaluation that led me to feel stronger and ready to love myself more. Oh my gosh. That is so good. For me, it was, I had so many things happening at once. My dad had recently passed away. I had one of my sorority sisters that had passed away uh, not too long before uh, I was, I had a divorce. I was a new single mom. I said no to my job and the same paycheck wasn't coming in. I decided to start a business. Like it was all of this stuff. And I remember, cause I haven't told you this story before. And there's somebody looking at doesn't know is I remember being on a ground in a fetal position. And I remember crying in a way that I've never cried before. And I remember being there and just crying and wondering, oh God, what do I do? I have this roof over my head. I don't even know how I'm going to pay for this thing right now. What am I doing? What type of decisions? And how did I get here? What was going on? And I was crying so badly that I remember just screaming out to God. And I just said, I'm so grateful that I have this roof over my head. I'm so grateful for these tears because somebody didn't wake up this morning. Literally, those are the only two things I remember saying, those two. There was more that came out, but I tell you, and I think everybody has a God moment. If you haven't had it, you will. And in this moment, I literally felt what I can only describe as a blanket of calm. And this blanket of calm literally went over me from my back to my front. And I felt like this is my father who had passed away putting a blanket over me and telling me that God's got you. That's and I got up in that moment and I went downstairs and I wrote what I call my be free creed. And I say it every day. And 
it it changed my life. It changed my life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it changed yeah. my life. Spirituality and God. I, I am a God fearing woman, and um, there's no way that I could do anything without having God, a special relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's something. And and um, sometimes I talk I talk to the folks about uh, surrender. And that is so tough to do. And we talked about how you surrender. What does it mean? And although we can't go into it all here, I would love to hear your perspective on what surrender and trust looks like for you or in your life. Well, for me was um, confronting fear. Um, I had a lot of doubts and a lot of concerns um, they were based on fear of the unknown and wanting to have control over that. And it wasn't until I started to realize that, first of all, I have no control. And the control that I do have is given to me by a higher authority. Um, that then I was able to surrender to that fear and allow myself to feel and become the person. I feel like I was. it's almost like you're. it's like a rebirth. Um, a lot of women feel like when you get into certain ages that you know, life is coming to an end or that, you know, you have everything that you were looking forward to kind of stops. For me, it's the opposite. It was like a resurgence, a beginning. And I I want women of a certain age to feel like they're powerful. They still have a lot to give and there's power in the fact that you are alive and doing wonderful things and not giving up. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I love it. I love it. Want to say hello to Lynn Luckett who said, hey, now something we have said has definitely hit her in a powerful way. And then we have Sonia who also said there is something about putting God in everything, right? In every single moment in your life. Uh, Sonia also said, yes, it's something about putting God in everything. And you know, that's, I think that no matter what it is you believe, you said just that is that there's a higher power that is helping to guide your life. And I think that is so super important. Listen, if you're just joining, welcome to the party. This is Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. And I have the amazing opportunity to interview Madeline Lasai Frazier. She is doing so many things. You got to go back and listen to the replay if you just got here. But we are talking um, this amazing topic of how women warriors can be unwavering and navigate life. Because sometimes there's so much pressure that comes to us, so much pressure that it's easy to feel like there's so much chaos that's around us. And then we just get stuck. And so we've been having conversations on what does unwavering mean to you? So if you're looking in live, then go ahead and type what unwavering means to you. um, And how can you be unwavering and navigating life without feeling guilty, which Madeline talked about with without putting yourself last, And some of the strategies that we've already talked about is, uh, you know, we did this acronym on still support systems are so critical. Support systems are so critical. We talked about time blocking because as Madeline said, no is a complete sentence. It is an answer. And sometimes it's your answer because what do we say around here all the time? Own your yes and respect your no. We talked about investing in you. And being unwavering in that. I talked about my Women's Weekend Renewal Retreat. Let me just ask you, um, Madeline, when is the last time you invested in you? And what was it? So um, most recently, about uh, two years ago, I just completed my education specialist degree from George Washington University. And I decided to go back to school and and get 
that degree because I felt that it was important for me in the field that I'm in to just legitimize. Sometimes you you feel like that imposter syndrome that hits women. And I said, you know what? I know that I know what I know in education and that I consider myself an expert, but I want everybody else to know. So I legitimized myself by going and becoming an education specialist. Yes. Come on, investment in you. That is awesome. Lynn Luckett said, at 55, I am now rehearsing the notion of aging gracefully, passing the torch to the younger generation and remaining relevant with my purpose. That's beautiful. Yeah. She also said, uh, the purpose is still the same, but my action and my reaction to purpose is different. Do you see that? Do you do you experience that, Madeline? I do. I, I think that you 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 evolve and you become a different person every day. Mm-hmm. But I think that how you legitimize yourself and how you feel actualized is different than when you were in your twenties and thirties. Because because you see the span of all the things you've done and how it has built who you are. So it's it's a different perception. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. We also talked about look for opportunities that will strengthen you. What do those opportunities talk look and feel like? And Madeline talked about, listen, when I'm just doing the thing that I do, when I'm just showing up every single day, I already feel strengthened. And I love that she said that. Another way, because we're talking about practical tips and tricks here, another way is literally looking in your passion and actively finding support systems that will lift you up. So for instance, you all know, I talk about it all the time that I'm in a doctoral program. How can I lean on Lynn Luckett in order to help me to get through this phase because she's already gotten through the phase on the other side? How can I leverage the support systems that are right in front of me, my professors, et cetera? How can I make time There seems to be no time. Lynn Luckett said, I'm not 55, I'm 54. I just wanted to make that correction. (laughs) Yes, we own our numbers. We own our numbers. And so here's the last one that I wanted to leave folks with. And I want to get your perspective on this as well, is when we look at this acronym of STILL, don't forget, we're talking about how to be unwavering as a woman warrior walking and navigating life, is that last one is about letting go. Mm. And... I'm very pictorial. And so I'll describe something in a minute. But when you think of letting go, what do you think about Madeline? And how do you how have you done it? It's interesting that you talk about letting go. I've been doing my own letting go of things that uh, are no longer of service to me and, and prioritizing. And I think that when um, you start doing that, it's, there's almost like a catharsis, right? That happens. You become um, really pragmatic about what's important. And you start looking at yourself in a way that you question why everything exists around you and within you. Mm-hmm. Um, so letting go to me is really doing the work of creating a space for yourself that's going back to that self-care and that actualizing as a, as a woman. So good. Oh my gosh. Lynn Luckett said, man, this doctorate is strengthening me. It's hard. It's taxing, but I am learning. My worldview is expanding. It shifts you. It shifts you. And if when you decide to look for opportunities or sometimes the opportunities drop in your lap, I, I like to say, but 
did it really drop in your lap? The opportunity is now afforded to you. You've done work. Somebody's seen it. Somebody's seen you show up and offered an opportunity to you. However you get to the table, now is doing the work at the table. And how can we leverage this to strengthen us, to help our roots get stronger? Another Facebook user said, letting go is releasing. Letting go is releasing. So remember, I told you that I'm all about imagery. And some of the things I think about when I close my eyes, when I say letting go is really I talk about this bus stop all the time is sometimes you're at the bus stop and you have all this baggage that's sitting right beside you. All the bench is full. The, the, the area in front of you is full. It's all the stuff you came to the table with. It's all the baggage you got. It's the baggage from home. And that's about five bags by itself. It's the baggage from work. And that's about 10 bags by itself. You know, and then there's the this navigating life, these expectations, all of it. And so are you going to choose when you get on the bus to take all of those things with you? Or are you going to choose that some I'm leaving here today? And so as we get ready to close this interview here on Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, the podcast, I want to ask you, Madeline, um, what's something that you're committed to releasing and letting go? She Ooh. wasn't loaded questions, you guys. I know That's I'm thinking a loaded question, Lolita. <laughs> one. There's a lot we have to think about. Just just pick one out of the bag. <laughs> um. I think sometimes for me specifically, I, I'm always in, like in uh, like social justice warrior mode, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I need to start letting go is that not always do I need to be ready to fight, right? Because sometimes it's just about listening and wondering, being stand and wonder and versus always be ready to act on. Um, that bag needs to be put to the side sometimes because I'm, it's exhausting. You know, it's always trying to fight for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, I'm all about commitment over here. So I like it. We are holding you to it. And um, for me, I, I was just thinking about it too, while you were talking is, you know, what am I committed to letting go into releasing? And one of the things is trying to do all the things. I... Mm-hmm am a warrior. I show up, you know, someone told me today, literally just today, I was at school and I was talking to this woman and she said, well, when I look at you, you have it together. So I didn't think that I needed to, you know, share this information because you already have it all together. And I said, you know what? That's because I'm showing up and I'm doing all of the things. And I appreciate that that's what you see, but I want you to get to know that I'm human just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And there, these strategies that we're talking about, Lolita E. Walker takes them too, right? When we talk about the stillness, when I talk about claiming what is yours, when I talk about uh, getting aboard your change train or what you were talking about, un- being unwavering, we take some of those ourselves too. So Yes, we show up because we show up in all of our confidence, but there still is pieces inside of you where, yeah, help us out. <laughs> That's right. Right. Oh, so let's see what people have to say because it is blowing up. All right. So uh, let's see. A Facebook user said, oh, uh, Nika Kanika said, definitely have to leave some of the baggage behind. Yeah. Hashtag absolutely. Are you committing to that today, Kanika? Let me know. Uh, Sonia said opportunity meets preparation. Not sure if that's how it goes, but it's something like that. Yes. Where your opportunity meets your preparation or your preparation meets your opportunity when it meets and it collides, you are where you're standing right now. I believe that. Do you believe that? That's so true. It's so true. Uh, Lynn Luckett said, 
I'm letting go of bullshit. <laughs> I'm begging. <laughs> oh, um, begging or convincing anybody or anything to love me, to lift me, to like me, to embrace me, etc. Come on, Lynn Luckett. If it doesn't add to me, it's taking away from me. It can be people, places, or things, or even ideas. I call them negative nouns. Even if it's me letting go, I am holding you that. I'm holding you that. I am holding you to that. Lynn Luckett. How does that shake you inside, Madeline? I just love her. <laughs> just amazing. That is conviction right there. Yes. Lynn, yeah. do it. <laughs> Lynn Luckett, do it. Lynn Luckett, yes. And then she says, I'm letting go the spaces in my own heart and mind that do not add value. Yes. Yes. Can we talk about growth? Can we talk about the tree? Can we talk about the strengthening of the tree and us talking about being unwavering in our moments? And this right here, Madeline, you talked about being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. This right here is being vulnerable and saying that I see these spaces and places inside of me and I am the owner of these places and spaces and they not adding value. What am I going to do? It's hard, but you have to really be introspective and really look inside and say, hey, you know, this is not working. It's okay. You know, I'll try something different. Yes. Yes. And all the way. Yes. Lynn Luckett said, and then um, Kanika said, I need to leave it Lolita, but it's hard. So let's stay right there for a moment is I need to leave the bags at the bus stop. I know what they are. I've identified what they are. I know that I need to leave them, but it's very hard to leave them. Of course it is. Of course it is. If it was easy, then they would have already been left at the last bus stop you were at. But I think at well where you were, I try not to use the preposition at the end. But one of the things that I was uh, thinking is sometimes you got to be like Nike and just do it. Sometimes you got to realize that the people on the train that you're getting on are going to are going to help you to make up for what it is that you're leaving behind. They're going to help you by way of affirmation. They're going to help you by way of resources. You got to trust, you got to believe. And if I was to round that out with everything we've been talking here today, sometimes the new support system that you're joining on that train or on that bus or on that speedboat, whatever it is that you're getting on with this new community, sometimes they are the ones that's going to elevate you. And when you can see and know and trust that these bags are holding me down from my greatest potential, you'll leave them. So that's my two cents. Do you have anything that you want to add to that, Madeline? Yes. It's, it, I love what you just said, because sometimes when we're holding on to things that are not of service to us, we're missing out on the opportunity. And that's what you just said. We're missing out on opportunity and taking the risk of becoming something better. And that fear is what blocks us, right? Mm -hmm. And allowing ourselves to experience something different, something new is a gift. Is a gift. I love that. And like I said, hard but necessary. And Sonia said, I am struggling with letting go with some things. Absolutely. And so I want you to know that you are not alone. I want you to know that coaching cocktails and conversations is always available for you. I want you to know that honestly, I'm not even kidding you, you guys. There's people on here who have been to my Women's Weekend Renewal Retreat. It's powerful. It allows you to actually tap into the inner you. And so, uh, Madeline, I'd love for you to tell people, listen, how does somebody know that they need to call Madeline? I, You know what? I, I love the idea of just having women's spaces and circles. Um, my whole career, my whole 40-something years of 
working with, with people has been working on shifting our narrative, right? Shifting how we view ourselves and shifting those stories that we tell ourselves, right? So if you have those stories that are kind of limiting you, reach out to me. We can talk about it. As a life coach, one of the things that I enjoy doing is just having similar conversations to this and just chatting and talking on what are those stories that are limiting you and who told you that you need to keep that story? Yes. Oh, I love it. How do people get in touch with you, Madeline? They can reach me at latinaleadership.org or they can do Madeline at latinasleadingtomorrow.org. That's yes. Madeline at latinasleadingtomorrow.org. Yes, yes, and yes. And as we shape out to ship out, uh, Lynn Luckett said, as long as you struggle, there's space for victory. Come on, come on with the tidbits today. Lynn Luckett, you are so amazing. Want to thank everybody who was here live today. Want to thank Coaching Cocktails and Conversations uh, podcast community who is listening on all the streaming platforms, Facebook, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, LinkedIn, yes, and YouTube who are here in this community. And do you want to give any shout outs to anybody, your own communities, uh, Madeline? I just want to say thank you to the amazing women at Latinas Living Tomorrow, the, the board um, of education, the women that we work with as well. It's Women's History Month and they're such sources of support. And I want to just thank you. Gracias. And thank you to you for allowing me to spend time with you and getting to know you better. This has been great. I love the energy and the synergy that we have. And I only great things can happen. So thank you, Lolita. Absolutely. Well, listen, stick around for one second, Madeline. I want to just say thank you so much to everybody. Listen, on here, we always give a cheers. And the cheers is all about the cocktails that we celebrate right here. It's not about what you're sipping on. It's more about celebrating the greatness of who it is that you are. And I want to celebrate each and every person who has decided to be here. But specifically, I want to I want to celebrate all of the women warriors who are unwavering in standing up and navigating this thing called life. Remember, what, what Madeline and I talked about is not that you will not ever move. It is being grounded in your faith. It's being grounded in your beliefs. It's being um, grounded in your core. And we talked to you today about stillness. And hopefully you will walk away with each and every one of those strategies today. But if not, then leave them right there at the bus stop. We are here for you. And hopefully you will make sure that you forward this on to another power woman or your teams to make sure that they're getting the same information that you are getting today. Make sure you leave a five-star review on any of the streaming platforms because coaching cocktails and conversations is absolutely where you need to be. Thanks guys. We have concluded yet another episode of Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, the podcast with Lolita E. Walker. Connect with me at lolitawalker.com for speaking, coaching, and my books, The Intersection of You and Change, and Can We Talk? Letters and Poems to Reclaim a Bolder You. Listen, have you already grabbed your CC&C garb? <laughs> yes, we are coming with tumblers, stemless glasses, a journal, a hoodie, and don't forget the t-shirt. We are leaning all the way in. We also know that coaching cocktails and conversations is a movement. Not only is it paraphernalia, not only is it this 
powerful podcast that you have right here in this right now, but it is a Zoom cast. It is a coaching community. It is a Facebook group. It is a clubhouse group. Go ahead and lean into lolitawalker.com to see all things coaching, cocktails, and conversations. And next time, bring a friend. Invite them to like, to share, and to give that five-star review. Cheers. I cannot wait to see you back around my kitchen table for coaching cocktails and conversations, the podcast with Lolita E. Walker.